to the book of Job tonight. Job chapter 1. I just want to read one verse to you tonight. I don't think this is going to be a very long message. And I'm going to try to keep it somewhat brief tonight. And I just, I've got a thought that I want to share with you. And this is something I was just kind of thinking about one day. You know, a lot of how we deal with things and how we get through things, it really depends on our mindset. Towards things, and in the book of Job, you know the story about Job. Job lost everything in one day. He loses all of his possessions and all of his children in one day. And we know how Job he had the right attitude. How he still served God. He wasn't going to curse him, even when his wife came and told him just curse God and die. I can imagine Job after losing everything like that. I think I'd just be like, you know what? Just let me go too. You know, my my kids are all gone. Uh, especially when he's covered with them boils, and you're just hurting and in pain, it's like you know what? Just yeah, let me die, let me die, let me be done, and be in heaven with the kids, and not have to deal with the boils anymore, not have to have my wife nagging me to curse God anymore. You know, just let let me go. But Job didn't do that, and it's a story that's it's always inspired people. And this one verse. Um, is one, and I've talked about it here before, but I want to try to share some things with you that can be a help. And what I want to talk about today is what's really ours, because the truth is, one of the, we get so caught up sometimes into the things that we have, into our possessions. And when I'm talking about possessions too, I'm not just talking about money and material things. I'm even talking about maybe our family, our friends, uh, our church, our occupation. Whatever it is that, that we have, um, we kind of have the wrong attitude about it sometimes. And it will it can cause us to get out of the will of God. And it can cause us to have attitudes towards things that we shouldn't have. But it says in Job one twenty one, after everything happens, after Job gets all the terrible news, he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of of the Lord, we heard a great song about that Tuesday, and I really enjoyed that song that was sung along these lines. But notice this loss that takes place here, and I want to try to get a thought across. This was just something that kind of hit me one day that helped me. But first of all, before we get to that, uh, you know, the one thought or statement I've heard before is: the greater the sorrow, the greater the treasure. Notice Job's sorrow here. I mean, it's great sorrow. I mean, Job, he has a great attitude here, but yet, you know he was hurting. You know there was the pain that he had was probably unimaginable. They say with boils that boils are brought on by stress. And I know that Satan did it to Job, but at the same time, I think there was something, you know, could have been something scientific here involved too. And I think probably the stress that must have come over Job over that could have helped bring that on. And I remember when I had a couple of boils and I remember I heard that stress can bring those on. And I was kind of stressed out during those times. And to this day, when I start feeling stressed, I calm myself down quick because I don't want to get another boil. They're not fun. It's like, calm down. Settle down. You're fine. You know, relax. Because <laughs> Think about that boil. It's, they're horrible. But Job, he, I mean, what he lost here was so great. It was, it was so great. His sorrow was great because he had so much. 
And grief over losing something, when we stop and think about it, if we have the attitude that Job does, it ought to cause us to be thankful because that means we had something great to lose. And that's Job's attitude here. He's, he's hurting, but he said, I came into this world with nothing. I came into the world naked, and that's the way I'm going to return. When I die, you have, there's not, you bring nothing into the world, you take nothing out of the world, materially speaking. And he said, the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Job was saying, basically, my children, all those possessions, they were given to me by the Lord. He didn't get mad and say, you know what, you know how much work I had to do? Lord, you know how much work it was raising them kids? Do you know how much work I had to do and how much sacrifice it took to build this wealth up that I have? And Lord, you've just taken away all that I've done. He didn't say that at all. He said, this was given to me by the Lord, yet I have no doubt that Job did a lot of work. I guarantee you, Job, uh, he shed many drops of sweat to get the possessions that he had. There was a great deal of work and uh, tired nights that he had to get those things he had, but he gave all the credit to God. And that whenever we do lose something, and the greater it is, it ought to cause us to have this attitude that we were very blessed for a long time. And this is just something I was thinking about one time that really helped me. And that's, who's better off? The person who lost a mother or father to death that they were close to or the person who was an orphan from a young age? I mean, think about it. We would all feel horrible for some child whose parents died when they were maybe 12, 13 years old. We've got Logan here at night. Logan, you're 12 years old. You 13 yet? 12 years old? We, I mean, if, if something happened to Logan's parents, we would be devastated for him. Because what a great loss that is. But yet, maybe there's some orphan out there who's never had parents. And you know, that one, we're not, we don't feel as sorry for them. You know, we're all going to be feeling sorry for Logan because look at what he lost. Yet at the same time, who's, who's better off? Is that orphan, he doesn't have to deal with the grief over losing parents, but Logan does. So, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the person with no grief, but who never had the great treasure of parents that love them? Or would you rather be the person who at least had it for a while and then lost it? You see what I'm saying? It's still sad. And obviously, he has every right to grieve over that and to be heartbroken over that. But at least they had him for all that time. If if you think it was the person that lost their parents, you know that was better off. Here's another question: Would you rather have you know your parents? Would you rather have had them for 13 years and them die, or never have had them so you never had any grief? Also, another example: uh, somebody who loses a child. I can't imagine anything more devastating than having one of your children die. Yet there's people out there that have never had children. And so, if we were to be at the funeral of a parent who lost their child, we would all feel horrible for those people and think, man, I would never want to be that person, yet there's other people out there 
They've never had that loss, but they've never had the joy of bringing a child into the world and raising a child. They've never had any of those things. I mean, how how horrible is that? Just you know, the folks at my dad's church that just lost their son. He was 28 years old, and I remember you know, I mean, it was it was horrible uh, what they went through, and it was it was terrible thinking about the loss that they just faced. And I can't imagine going. I can't imagine as a parent ever dealing with that. But you know what? I'd rather have one of my boys for 28 years than to have never had them at all. And so what I'm trying to say here is all these things that we have, if we understand that they come from God and they're not something that we got of our own abilities, that they were blessings of God, well, what's really going to happen is it's going to cause us to be thankful for every day that we do have them. Because we'll look at every day as a gift. The fact that, hey, my parents are still on this earth. That's a gift from God. I could have never had them. Or I could have, I could have lost them when I was a child. My children, uh, you know, thank, hey, I've got, the Lord's given me another day with my children. Not guaranteed that they're all going to outlive me. I hope they do, but I'm not guaranteed that. And every day, it's, it's a blessing. And, you know, the truth is, that person who loses their parents, there are, if you know, if we have Logan who loses his parents, we have another child that has no parents, you know, and Logan's parents die today, he's having a worse day than the orphan, isn't he? But really, who's had a better life? Clearly him. And it's like, so when we kind of get our mindset right in these things, it's going to cause us to be very thankful for what we have. And really, and so, uh, you know, some people, there, there's many people out there that have committed suicide after a bad day. While others, they've had a bad life, yet go on living. You think about some of these rich people that maybe, that have lost a lot of money in the stock market. And they'll go and they'll kill themselves. And it's like, man, you people still have cars that's worth more than all my possessions. And you're gonna and and you're gonna go kill yourself or that you know why because they had this great treasure but yet they looked at it as something that, uh, that was their own they didn't look at each day that they had that as a gift and so when they lost it they couldn't handle the loss they'll go and they'll kill themselves they'll jump out of a building or blow their brain out and it makes no sense because there's people out there that have never had those things and yet they're going on maybe they're even happy so maybe they lose a loved one. And they'll go and kill themselves. Yeah, there's people, they've been alone all their life. And, and they're going on. And so what is it that makes the difference, uh, in how we deal with these things? And I believe it's realizing what really belongs to us. What really, what really is ours. Because the truth is, really none of these things that we've been talking about are ours. They're not something that we got of our own ability and they're not something that we can necessarily be guaranteed to hang on to. Many things that we have in this life are things that God has just let us use. But they're not ours. They never were. He just let us have them. He just let us use them. It would be just like if I was to say, hey, you can, you can use my car, but I may, you know, I may need it back. And when I need it back, you just need it, I just need you to give it back. Hey, when you stop and think about it, that's a blessing. I used to tell the teenagers all the time in my teen class, you know, they start, they get 16 
And if they were 16 in one month, they'd feel like a victim if they didn't have a car. And I used to tell them, I said, guys, listen, owning a car is completely overrated. I said, it's expensive. It costs a lot of money. I said, but transportation is very important. And many of these kids that felt like victims because they didn't have their own car had vehicles their parents let them use. And I'll tell them, it's like, hey, if your parents has a vehicle they're letting you use, don't go trying to buy a car. That's going to, that's going to use up all your money. I said, listen, I, I own cars. It's not that great. I said, but you know what? I, I want the transportation, don't I? I want to have that. But if somebody else said, hey, listen, you can use my car and I don't have to make payments on it or anything. I don't care if I own it or don't own it. Hey, as long as I have transportation, I'm happy. And But if you want the reliability, it's probably best if you own it. But the thing is, when it, comes, when it comes to everything that we have in this earth, it's something that God has let us use. Job understood that with his possessions, and he even understood it with his children. And he said, the Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank God for all the years that I did have what I had. Today's a bad day. Today I've lost. God has taken back all the things that He's letting me use. But the Lord is still good. He didn't stop being good just because I'm having a bad day. And because we and we know in the story too, later on the Lord gave Job back double of what he had before. And uh, you know, I I don't like people that are you know good Christians when things are going good. And then, you know, living like the devil when things are going bad. We need to be instant in season, out of season. So what is it that's really ours? What is it that we can really, you know, say, hey, this is mine that cannot be taken away? Well, there's really only a few things. And of course, one of those things is our salvation. Isaiah 51 verse 6, Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke. And the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Well, thank God we don't lose our salvation. And I feel sorry for the religions that believe that you can lose that because that's the one thing that we, that's one of the very few things that we actually have that's ours, that cannot be taken away, that belongs to us forever. It's it's going to last longer than this universe. You know, there's people that will go out there, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but they will pay money to have a star named after them. All right, hey, one of the trillions of stars is named after you. All right, that's fine. But you know, what if what if they started something that said, hey, you can own one of these stars? <laughs> you know, we'll we'll let you buy it, and it's yours and your descendants forever. Well, you know what? That's who cares? Someday they're going to be gone. Someday this earth, everything that's in it, it's going to pass away. And there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth. Everything that we see, everything that we go after, it's all temporary. Those cars that we think are the thing that very thing that will make us happy. You know, whenever you think if, whenever you look at a vehicle and you think, This is what will bring me happiness, go visit a junkyard and look at all those cars out there, because every one of those things were the very car that people thought would bring them happiness one day. But it, it doesn't last, does it? It junks out. It, it gets old. It rusts. You know, houses. You go find the junkiest house in town. It was a, somebody's dream house at one time. It was something they thought was going to make them happy. And it was, but it's, 
That's no good anymore. It's junk now. But our salvation, that's something that lasts forever. Something we don't have to worry about losing. Something that God is not going to take back. You know, none of the things that are on this earth were not guaranteed they're going to be here tomorrow. But none of us have to worry about waking up one day and our salvation being gone. And the Lord's saying, you know what? I never should have saved you. I'm sorry I saved you. I've changed my mind. And I tell you, if, uh, if the Lord could change His mind, or if that was how He worked, I think He would have on all of us a long time ago. But He doesn't do that. That's one thing that when you get, you don't have to worry about losing. And I like that. I, I hate risks. You know, I'm scared of the stock market. I work too hard for my money to take a chance to lose it. That's one of the reasons too that even if I didn't think gambling was a sin, I wouldn't do it because I don't want to lose <laughs> lose my money foolishly. And salvation is something we don't have to worry about. You know, we can't we can't necessarily if you're saved, you can't go sell your soul to the devil. And the truth is, if you're lost and you sell your soul to the devil, uh, he can't keep it. Uh, that's a lie. That's Hollywood. Uh, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who cares if you sold your soul to the devil? I signed a contract in blood. Who cares? <laughs> All right. You know God's power can break any of those contracts. You uh, and you can get saved and never ever lose it. But another thing that we never lose, that we cannot lose, is our rewards for service. Matthew chapter ten verse forty two. We uh, talked about this this morning. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water in, in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. God, right, Jesus here, He's talking about just the things that we do for others. We're going to be rewarded for it. And especially what's done for children. Those, the least of these. When you give just a cup of cold water, and he said, notice how he says, not even in the name of Christ. If you just do it in the name of a disciple, you're not going to lose your reward. God sees those acts of service that we do. And there's rewards, there are heavenly rewards, but we can't lose those things. Now listen, I like getting rewards here on earth. Alright, I. I've been trying to catch some of these criminals you see in the post office that have rewards because you know I like rewards, but haven't had any luck there. But even if I did get one of those, I got five thousand dollars for catching somebody. That money's going to go pretty fast. It's it's going to vanish pretty quick. Uh, there's you know I probably I can't even think I haven't won too many things. I remember when I was at Walmart in Spring Valley, I won the fifty dollars safety money uh, one time. Um, but have I ever won anything more than fifty dollars? And you know what? What I do with that fifty dollars, I have no idea. It went quick, and obviously nothing too great. And there's, you know, the rewards that we get in this earth, you know, they they don't last that long. They go quick. Um, so you know, I, I've got some prizes and trophies and things when I'm a kid. I think I've still got them. They're in a closet somewhere, but don't really care about them too much. But what we do for others, when we, that is something the Bible says. You'll not lose that reward. That's something that we're going to stand before God someday and He's going to reward us for it. And we get to enjoy that for all eternity. Now, I mean, when you stop and think about it, what is better to be living for? Temporary rewards here in this earth or eternal ones 
in heaven. Something that you can enjoy for all eternity or something that you can enjoy just for a little while. You know, most people these days, I mean, they would sell their grandma for $100. And yet, we will, I mean, sometimes we'll get out, you know, we'll get out of the will of God for just a little bit of money. We will neglect opportunities to serve and to be a blessing for just a couple of bucks. I mean, I mean, people, uh, you know, they don't, you know, given to missions, you know, we read the letter from a missionary. I mean, that's something that, that God's going to bless you for. Something's going to last for eternity, but people, well, I mean, I, I really, I really need that $10. Why? So you can get a meal at Arby's? Man, their meals are getting expensive. I'll get you about a meal at Arby's. The other day I went to Subway. I ordered a foot long sub. I don't remember what kind it was. A drink and chips. And it was like 10 bucks. Like, what? What happened? I'm not getting that kind of sub anymore. 10 bucks. And it's like, you know, is that more important than giving to missionary? Listen, just go to McDonald's and get a couple things from the dollar menu. <laughs> It'll fill you up fine. It might not taste as good. But people, we get so focused on those earthly things. I mean, is, are, you know, I mean, if we would actually go and just kind of take inventory of some of the things we do. Uh, I mean, I believe me and brother Sean were talking about this the other day. Just how much people are spending these days on entertainment things. I was talking to somebody just the other day, and they were telling me how much they spend on their television. They spend over a hundred dollars a month on their cable package. They've, they're paying monthly for like Netflix. And some Amazon Prime thing, this HBO thing where they can watch extra videos. I mean, so we're like almost 150 just on on television right there. For him and his wife and daughter, they're paying like 190 dollars a month on cell phones. 50, uh, 50, 60 for the internet service. I mean, just all this money for entertainment things. And you know, I'm not gonna go ask him this, but I'm thinking, you know. How much are you giving to missions? This wasn't a Christian person I was talking to, but I'm thinking, you know, how, how much are you how much are you giving to your church? And I guarantee you, people like many, and, and that's pretty much average these days. And people like that, they will come into a church, and if they they hear some pastor give and preach on tithing and giving money to missions, how dare they ask us? I can't afford that. No, you can't afford that because you signed all them two-year contracts these people that are raking you over the coals so you can sit and zone out in front of a screen all day. And it's... I mean, really, is that worth more than the eternal rewards that we could get for serving God? I mean, I think Christians even... I mean, we are going to be kicking ourselves when we get to heaven and we're like, man, I could have, I could have been... You know, serving the Lord in this area, but you know what? I didn't want to because that was the time my favorite TV show came on. You'll see, we'll see the Lord rewarding people who gave towards missions and gave to their church and think, you know, I could have done that if I'd have just gotten rid of my cable. If I'd have just got the cheaper cell phone package and just got a dumb phone instead of a smartphone. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna really be, you know, when we're in heaven and stand before God, we're gonna be checking our priorities and thinking, man, we really missed the boat. Big time. Because all these things that we have, they are, they're gonna vanish. 
They're not going to matter. That that cell phone that you have, one of these days, I don't care if you've got the latest, greatest, coolest cell phone in the world, within about a year, nobody's going to even want it. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be lame. There's going to be something better out. There's going to be something better out there and greater. But the things that we do for God, they last forever, and we you don't and you don't lose those. And then the third thing, this is the last thing that I have. I really couldn't find a whole lot that was ours that we could keep forever. You might be able to think of some more things, but those that we bring to heaven with us. That was the other one. In 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 19, it says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? For ye are our glory and joy. Paul's talking to the people here in this church and he's saying, You're our crown of rejoicing. You standing before God. Now that's something right there that you can't lose. You think about those that you've led to Christ, those that we've seen get saved, that you gave the gospel to them, and they accepted that gift of salvation, and someday they are going to wake up in heaven, and you had a part in that. That's something that you can't lose right there. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, I hope, you know, when I, when I think about that, just seeing people in heaven, Someday that I love the Lord, that excites me right there. You know, they're not, they're going to be there forever. They're not going to get kicked out of heaven after they're there for a few years. That's something that's not going to go away. It's something that's not going to end. That's something that you can actually give to somebody that will last for eternity. You know, the truth is, you can make a sacrifice for somebody. You could go, and I'm not against helping the poor and helping people in need. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's a very good thing to do. But you know what? A lot of these people that are out here that are struggling, having a hard time, you can sacrifice. And you can go give them a hundred dollars. You, you can sacrifice and you can give them your whole paycheck for two weeks. And you know what's going to happen to that thing? It's going to go up and smoke just like that. Maybe literally. They might go out and buy marijuana or cigarettes with it and really, literally smoke your whole paycheck away. That is very possible. And it could even be very likely if you did that. But when we give them the gospel, and they get saved, that lasts for, that's something that you gave them that's going to last for eternity. Something that's never, never going to end. Something they can never lose. Something that they will enjoy forever. And something that you will enjoy too. Paul said, you are our crown. I think he calls it a crown of rejoicing. He says, you are in the presence of the Lord. A crown, that's something that, that you wear. It's something that, you, that means something. It's something that's beautiful. It's something that makes you look good, I guess you could say. And Paul said, you stand before the Lord. You're that crown of rejoicing. That crown, it's something that will bring excitement. It's something that will bring joy. And seeing people stand before God, I think about this often. As a pastor, you know I don't know everything what it's going to be like on Judgment Day, but it's you know I think about seeing all of you stand before God on Judgment Day and seeing people from my church and especially people that I won to the Lord. And I thought you know the greatest feeling in the world on Judgment Day is if if the Lord tells me, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Can't imagine. What that would be like. I can't imagine, uh, you know, the joy that would come if I heard him say that to my children. Well done, a good and faithful servant. 
And then I think probably the next thing after that, the next greatest thing in the world, people that I won to Christ, when they stand before God and He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant to them, man, that's going to... I don't know. That's We were watching that video this morning of the people running around in the church service having a good time. I don't know. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I started doing that. I think that would excite me quite a bit to see that. You know, people from my church, maybe people that I that I just helped motivate to keep on going, that maybe I had a little part in it, that's gonna mean a lot. We talked about it last week and on Sunday in church. Imagine being the one that led a DL Moody to Christ. We think about some of these great uh, you know, evangelists that are out there and uh, pastors that are out there doing great things for God, seeing hundreds and thousands of people saved, and to have to know you had a part in that. I've had people that that you know were in my Sunday school class. You know, I, that uh, you know it would thrill me to see them, you know, pastoring a church and being missionaries, and I, I just to think maybe I had a little part in that. You can't lose that. That cannot be taken. Away from you, and no matter what happens, I mean, I love this church, but the truth is, this church could be taken away from me. Uh, you know, something could happen. This building could be destroyed. It could fall down. Something could happen, and we could start having problems in here. And everybody gets mad and leaves, and I can't get anybody in here to save my life. And I could get discouraged and give up. I could lose this, my home that I have. I could lose it. I could lose it real fast. Just stop making the payments on it. No. They'll get it before too long. I, we can we can lose all those things if I wasn't careful. I could lose my wife and I could lose my kids. Maybe make them hate me. That happens, people. Maybe through that, all it takes is one accident in a car. I mean, we never know. There's all kinds of things that could happen, and I'm not saying that to scare you and get you to worry. But what that ought to do is that ought to cause us to realize that because I could lose any of these things, because they belong to God, God's just letting me use them. And thank God that today, He's still letting me use them. Thank God that today, I still have them. I imagine everybody that's ever lost somebody close to them would have loved to have had one more day. If I could, man, if I could have one more day. But you know what? Today, we have that. Because God has not taken, taken these things away. But He could. And many times we get so consumed with hanging on to things that, are really, that really aren't ours to begin with. Some people, they will get out of the will of God saying that they're just trying to hang on to their family. Trying to protect their family. Well, you know, they're, they're not really yours either. And what we ought to do is understand this belongs to God. And the things that I really ought to be pursuing are the things that I can't lose. Make sure that you've got your soul. What does it profit a man if you gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Make sure you have that. That is yours and you don't want to lose it. And if you get saved, you're not going to lose it. Your reward's for service. Go do something for Christ. Do something for others. Serve God. You're not going to lose your reward for that. There are some crowns too. We're not, we don't have time to get into those. There are some rewards that we can lose. If we're not careful, that's, that's another subject. But that Jesus gave an example of one that you're not going to lose. Given a little one a cold cup of water in the name of a disciple. But then also those that we bring to heaven with us. Let's get focused on those things. Go ahead and be thankful for what God has let you use. Be thankful for your possessions. Be thankful for your house, your job, 
your family. Be very thankful for those things. Thank God every day for them that He's allowed you to use them another day. Be thankful for it, but pursue the things that really are yours that you can't lose. And that will help you have the right focus on things. Don't get distracted going after something that's not really yours and losing the things that could be yours. It's just not worth it. So let's all stand together.